Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Load of Old Waffle, the show where we waffle on about film and TV and our thoughts on Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's become pretty much a regular occurrence now. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Kate. And we have a packed episode today. Just full, full of stuff, most of it bad. Ooh. We have uh, the Shazam trailer. The Boogeyman trailer, the We Have a Ghost trailer, the Murder Mystery 2 trailer, and the Your Place on Mine trailer. Then we have some DC cancellation news. We have the most popular superhero show of 2022 was revealed. We have uh, some Michael Jackson biopic news. Snow. We have uh, some Shrek news that I just threw in for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we will be reviewing uh, Unwelcome and You People. You watch something else as well? Don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> if we have I've forgotten box. about it entirely so would be it. Uh, oh anyway we start with uh, our weekly trivia uh, always for Katie oh what about Leo Grand have we reviewed that no yes shit and we'll also review good luck to you Leo Grand uh, welcome is good that does not fit our theme of shitness to be fair not everything is bad mm-hmm. uh, but trivia you ready mm-hmm. could you name me three characters in the film Unwelcome, please. The film that we watched yesterday. Um, Cast your mind back. The dog was called Molly. The dog was called Molly. I'll accept that. Um, the main girl was called Maya. Mm-hmm. And the fellow was called Jamie. Nice. I'm amazed you didn't get Daddy. If that's the one that stuck in my mind, Daddy would have been fussed out for me. Call me Daddy. Call me Daddy. Call the me whole daddy. film was overshadowed for me by um, Silly Billy. <laughs> Um, can you name me four Jonah Hill films, please? You People. Mm-hmm. 21 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. 22 Jump Street. Clever. Annoying. <laughs> and? There's so many. Um, mm. Ten bad. seconds. Nice. And finally, uh, in honour of Unwelcome, uh, what does an Irish accent sound like for any people who haven't heard an Irish accent before on the podcast? <laughs> that was a laughing Irish. You could go for You could go for the full... I don't know, you got all three questions right before, just... Just one word. Maybe the word potato. <laughs> Can't, no. What about feck? No. Guinness? <laughs> Moving on, Mike. I'll take okay. two or three. Upsetting. Two thirds um, of pies. Well, I get to go first because you didn't even attempt that last one. Uh, we'll start with trailers. Mm-hmm. I would like to start with... Um, oh, do we go bad or do we go... Badder. I'm going to go Murder Mystery 2. <laughs> because... This trailer is bad, as mm-hmm. you would expect from an Adam Sandler Netflix project. Mm-hmm. But it has a very, very funny joke at the end. <laughs> that really, we I want to watch it now. It, yeah. I couldn't believe how surprised I was. It's just dead joke after dead joke after dead joke. And then all of a sudden, very funny out of nowhere. So you have seen the trailer, the joke that we both laughed at is at the end there's some guy in the little explosion takes the briefcase. He walks straight through fire unharmed. Yeah. And then he gets mowed down by a car yeah and it's really unexpected you think the car's gonna explode you think he's gonna set on fire it makes it sub- sound really sadistic Mike. that's the only thing survives that we it all and then a truck mows him down <laughs> um but beyond that the very very redeeming joke a good time to put a joke in last thing as well don't start with a good joke start with your yeah, shit jokes yeah. end on your good joke leave me happy yep it has left me positive that um that's all we can ask for very strange doesn't look like it's a murder mystery looks like it's a kidnapping story don't call your film Murder Mystery 2 and have it be about kidnapping. Yeah, good point. Annoying. Well, there seems, to, there seems to be like three different things going on here. So the, you have the start of the trailer, um, going on holiday again or whatever. Wedding, like nice big wedding, yeah. I think, I think the character invited to the wedding was in the first film. Yeah, but then yeah. there's the wedding, which, whatever, must be in where the nice place is. Mm-hmm. And then they're back in like city centre vibes, kidnapping vibes. Yeah, because he gets kidnapped from the wedding. Yeah, but it's just seemed all like... I'm not kidnap and leave them on the same island, are they? It'd be a terrible kidnapping. Not really, because everyone else is thinking they've gone elsewhere. They just stay on the island. Well, yeah, if they, if they could do that, they would, but they're not... They're Adam Mike. Sandler's going to catch them. They're not the best kidnappers in the world. But also, why do we know... Why do I know the entire storyline from the whole film? Uh, well, because that's how Netflix do it. We're going to talk about all the other Netflix oh trailers we've watched this week. Netflix... You have so. You, what's going on with your trailers? What's going uh, on with your films? Well, that will get to that as well. Um, other shocking. thoughts around this one. They the look cast, shocking. 
is significantly worse than the first one. Not the first one had like Luke Evans, um, Gemma Arterton. I think David Williams was in it. He was a bit of a prick, but um, there were other big names in it as well. And then this one is just Mark Strong arrives. I'm a big fan of Mark Strong. The bald guy is always a baddie. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, yeah. Um, Do you know what I thought when we watched this trailer? Go on. I want to know. Like, who genuinely has watched that trailer and gone, oh, I can't wait to watch that. Who is this film for? 12-year-olds, if it's I think certainly guess. not for me. Th- 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 14-year-olds, I reckon. I don't even feel like your mum would want to watch this. Not no, like your specific mum, yeah, like no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Your mum. <laughs> your mum. <laughs> um, we are going to watch it, though, because we'll have to review it, and then we could also do maybe Hubie Halloween for a drinking commentary. Oh, God, don't put me through it, man. You loved Hubie, Hall- you, Hubie, you loved Hubie Halloween. You said it was your favourite film ever. You got, no, the, word, you got the word Hubie tattooed on your calf. <laughs> and you spelled it wrong. You put H-U-B-E. You just got no, Hubie. I put H-O-O-B-I-E. <laughs> Hubie. <laughs> um, yeah, doesn't look great. Don't know what Netflix is doing. It, well, we'll talk about it, what Netflix is yeah. doing at the end. Cause this, well, which Netflix trailer do you want to talk about now? They're all so forgettable, Mike. I don't know what. <laughs> and one's good. One's good. One was so scary you didn't want to watch it again. Okay, we'll save that one then. Let's talk about. Let's go on another downer and talk about the ghost one. I'm baffled by how bad that trailer is. What's it called? We Have a Ghost. Oh. Uh, starring Anthony Mackie, David Harbour, Jennifer Coolidge, directed by. I think his name's Christopher Landon, who did Happy Death Day 1 and 2, Freaky. Like, a good director. It looks cast. awful. Like, what? Staggeringly bad. Who needs this film? I don't understand what it what is. What is this giving the world? I don't know if it's a comedy. I don't know if it's a horror. I don't know. I don't understand the rules of the ghost. The ghost, like, the just the... Everyone can see him all the time, apparently. Except he can run through walls and hide. But he can also, like, grab a steering wheel at one point and shrink his head down into his chest at one point. But then he tries to shake hands with the kid and his hands can Can't shake hands with him, yeah. He can't speak, but he can go, woo! What? Mute people aren't just wooing. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> if you can't speak, you can't speak. They've also made David Harbour like a real-life Holm Simpson. Yep, they have. They've given him real uh, pedophile vibes. <laughs> yep. Um, just, like, I just can't understand... What? Why would you... Who, whoever's had this idea, why have you got the script? Why someone bought the script? And why is that? I think it's based on a short story, if I'm not wrong. Oh, um, God. I, I, I can't believe how bad this looks. It just looks It looks absolutely awful. Uh, Atrocious. It, there's not one funny joke in it. Um, it is, it's hard to talk about because it is so staggeringly bad. And I'm so intrigued to watch it. I'm intrigued to watch it. I mean, like, how can a 90-second clip of a 90-minute film or whatever have so many plottles in it? And Jennifer Coolidge jumps out of a window. Um, at one point, there's a ghost hunting team come in to catch the ghost. Yeah. Like the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, I just And then they're on the run, on the run with the ghost. Why can the ghost leave the house? <sighs> just, uh, what, everything about it is... is uh, Do you know what, Mike? I'm a stickler for the rules, and this is exactly why. I don't, I don't like the chaos. Yeah. I don't like ghosts just being logic. able to do whatever the fuck they want. Very I want, strange. I want a fine line when I watch a film of escapism and realism. Mm-hmm. I want it to be not real, but also it could be real. You don't want a mute man who can also woo. No. Woo! Do one or the other. <laughs> just, uh, this just, like, no. no thank maybe you. it will surprise us. I hope so. I have no hope for it. Um... It was like my jaw was on the floor watching this trailer. I felt the exact same the first time I watched it. It baffled me. Um, let's round out the Netflix trilogy. So we have the Your Place or Mine trailer, a the rom-com. The best of the three films mm-hmm. trailers. Just in time for Valentine's Day as well. Uh, comes out February 10th. Uh, I don't know the other two release dates because they look terrible, so I don't really make a February, note of it. I think. Uh, starring Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. This was um, the best of the three trails that we watched. But again, yeah. we've seen the entire storyline. Yeah, that's a problem with it. Every single bit of the film, you know what's going to happen. Uh, why do they do this? I don't know. Netflix have a real problem with putting every single thing like, in. You could probably hazard a guess. Like Basically, the summary, summary of the trailers is like two friends, they meet mm-hmm. up because they shag one night and then decide, oh, God, that was wrong. And then they become like best friends. But they live in different cities. And yeah. And make a deal to swap to both have a holiday. Yeah. Scarily like the holiday. 
Yes, it is very much. It is the holiday. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> then the when holiday, the, but it's the swap not happens, the woman meets, Reese Witherspoon meets someone, and then the man's all sad and jealous because he realises he's liked her all this time. But like, we we could have guessed that that was what was going to happen anyway. You yeah. don't need to overtly put it in the trailer to ruin one slight essence of surprise it might have given us anyway. Yeah, it doesn't have one good joke either. No. Every rom-com trailer should have at least one good joke in. Yeah. There should Just, be something that makes calm. me laugh. Again, no we'll probably watch it. No, wait, it's giving rom, not com. Yes. That was poor for me. <laughs> it was the wrong way around, yeah. If it was giving com, I'd be more excited. Um, I like Reese Witherspoon. I like Ash- Yeah, good cast. Um, and I think it will be inoffensive. I think it will be fine. It'll be not probably a pleasant watch. Yeah. I don't think it'll be good. I don't think it'll leave you thinking, oh, we see a Your Place on Mine too, which we will. We will see a sequel if yep. it's good. If it, Not if it's good. If it uh, does well on the Netflix reviews, um, because that's all they care about. And they don't really know what they're doing at Netflix. Netflix. I just don't. I just, it it's more the it's the trailer thing that we keep going back to it, where they just give the whole story away. I just don't. Mm. I can't understand why they would do that. Also, they do keep making shit films. As <laughs> they well. do keep making like, shit films. You people was an anomaly for not being shit. Um, just talking about Netflix. Have you seen as well that they're going to start charging you an extra two pound a month for logging in at a different location to your home? That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. I think I think so they're really struggling. Stop, yeah, they are. Really so you can stop yeah. sharing it with your family, but then. How annoying. We log into Netflix when we go on holiday and stuff. Oh, so that would cost us £2? I assume so. No, I don't well, know how else they could, right they could monitor it. Unless they like, you do like a temporary login. It's stupid, isn't it? It's stupid. never going to work. Like you said, they must be pure struggling because they're making all these shite films that make no fucking money. Yeah, true. They should just shove a few of them in the cinema. I don't know why they, they've, they've been so that firm on the non. Glass Onion would have made a lot of money at the cinema. Yeah. A lot of money. That, that would for um, Valentine's Day. Oh, but like December... There was literally nothing other than Avatar. So once you've seen Avatar, you want something else to go and see. Yeah. Glass Onion would be a perfect Christmas Eve film. Bit of fun. Yeah. Murder Mystery in the Sun. Tick, tick, tick. But no, you got to watch it at home on Boxing Day when you rough out your head. I want to love you Rubbish. again, Netflix. Don't break up with me. <laughs> Just do better. Change. Uh, your turn to pick. Do you want to go Shazam or do you want to go The Boogeyman? Or Boogeyman. I don't know how you say it. It looks. I would say Boogeyman. You'd say Boogeyman. Like Boogeyman, Boogeyman does. I think that would be a very different sounded film. Sounded like though. a disco film, yeah. As soon as I said it, I thought that sounds like disco <laughs> stew. Oh, we'll talk about that one then. This trailer looked, well, was very fucking scary. The Boogeyman. Just just to clarify, it's the, the Boogeyman. Boogeyman. Okay, not Boogie. No, he's not Boogie. Which would you rather watch, the Boogeyman or the Boogeyman? If well, was... judging by how scary it looked, I'd much rather watch the, the Boogeyman. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I'd rather shape. watch the Boogeyman as well. So this is a Stephen King film that was originally going to go straight to streaming but they've now decided to put it in theaters which to me says they've watched it and it's a lot better than they expected so they're like oh shit people will watch this all right okay also horrors are obviously on a high at the minute um we so I'm, I'm excited for this me too I, 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 it's, uh everything stephen king is big for me and there is there was one famous face in it that surprised me because again it was supposed to go straight to streaming yeah it does look scary and again it, it's a very basic trailer that's all we need yeah i like Entice horror trailers enough. like this don't really give me anything uh david das oh that's a really hard name david's das, Mas- das malshan david d the guy from ant-man and the suicide squad he was polka dot man oh yeah yeah, yeah. david d we'll call him from now on because that's just too hard directed by rob savage who has directed other horror films uh, Dashcam is supposed to be good. Host is supposed to be good. So he's got like a good track record in horror. Looks scary. Good trailer. Looks like a good, simple, scary monster in the closet type yeah, story. It's um, Boogie, Boogie Man. Yeah, it is. I, I, yeah. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. There's not a right, right, right lot more to say. Cause because the trailer didn't yeah. fucking. Kept you guessing. Throw loads of shit at you. It just was a nice, simple trailer. Spooky stuff is occurring. Exactly. You will have to cover your eyes. That's basically what I got from the trailer. And I liked it. You know what has spooked me, Mike? Go on. The shockingly badness of the Shazam trailer. <laughs> I, I, the first trailer came out and I was like, okay, they've not given a right lot away. Um, the cast looks great, obviously, with um, the new villains, whose names neither of them can remember. It not is... Great. What? Not great, you can't remember. I thought you gave me the names. Yeah, yeah, you're right, it is not great. Um, well, no, I'm not With good Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. Um, great cast, great vi- great choice of villains. Um, and then the trailer is bad. Well, why do you think it's a bad trailer, Mike? 
uh, well, Shazam is supposed to be a, a funny superhero because mm-hmm. he's a he's a 13-year-old kid or a 15-year-old kid or whatever old kid's supposed to be now. Not one joke lands in the trailer. Nope. It gives away what I can only is imagine that is... we're not 13 slash 14? Uh, well, that, I imagine that's a part of it. Mm. Uh, it seems to give away most of the plot, um, if not a scene that I think will be right near the end when he punches the dragon in the face. Yeah. Um, there's weird stuff in it. Like, there's a scene where his sister is falling from the sky. Yep. And then it just shows him catch her. Yeah. Like, why ruin that she survived? Like, it'd be like in the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, when Zendaya falls, they cut, a hand nearly grabs her, and then they cut, and it's like, oh, shit, will they kill Zendaya off? You know yeah. they won't, but at least in your head. Yeah, you're exactly. like, oh, that moment's going to be suspenseful. Exactly. Don't just show me her being caught. It's pointless. <laughs> like, it is pointless. Uh, really bad. What did you think? Because you hate Shazam anyway. I Yeah, I don't like Shazam. I didn't like the first film. I didn't like the first trailer. And then this trailer took the biscuit, took the last chocolate hobnob. <laughs> nice, nice unwelcome reference. Mm. See, we're getting good at this now. This is what happens when you get a couple of months. Paul Shadowing audience. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. It's a big word. It's a it is. It's a big word. And it was a big play and I loved it. Thanks. Go on. Um, see, I like Shazam 1. And I think it's it's it was it was too long but quite fun. This yeah, doesn't look fun. fun for me. I don't think. But yeah, the jokes are dated. He calls her um, Khaleesi at one point when he punches the dragon. That's a Game of Thrones reference. Game of Thrones ended about four years ago. Yeah. It, it's just see like... when I heard that I recognised the name. I've not watched Game of Thrones, but yeah. I knew it was a Game of Thrones reference. I didn't realise it was supposed to be a joke. No, yeah. I, part of me thought that was genuine. The dragon. No, name. yeah. So that's, that's a joke. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, there was a moment in the first trailer, wasn't there, where he's like, oh, I'll be back in a minute. I've just got to go throw a truck at a dragon. And all the fans are like, we we hate this. That's terrible. It's not funny at all. And the director was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we've not locked the film yet. That wasn't going to make it in any way. I think this one's going to be bad, I'll be honest. And also, um, Zachary Levi is in hot water at the minute. Who's that? Uh, He is Shazam himself. Adult Shazam, not child Shazam. Shazam. Okay. And he uh, has taken after many of his DC co-stars in the past by kicking up a stink just before the film releases um i don't well basically someone tweeted like is pfizer you know what the company that amongst other things has made one of the vaccines all right yeah um is it ruining the world and he tweeted back like my thoughts exactly or something so people are like oh is he an anti-vaxxer now pfizer make a lot of other stuff and apparently they're not a great company so I don't think you can say that it's definitely an anti-vax thing, mm. but it's just a weird thing to tweet when you have a huge movie opening in like six weeks. Like, just why? Uh, I feel like when you're a celebrity of this of that level, there's a yeah. fine line between being open and sharing your opinion, but also just having a bit of common sense. A bit of common sense, like with six weeks to go, just because even if it's not an anti-vax thing, it's put it in people's head now because it's so vague that maybe is an anti-vaxxer, and they might lose like 5 or 10% of people going to watch that now in the cinema, and that's a big number when you're DC and you're struggling anyway. And also, there's a big whole reboot of the universe going on, and you probably want to keep your job. Yeah. Just, yeah. just yeah, just do everything by the book. Um, in other just DC... I can't understand why you, why you would tweet that anyway, just... No, I don't I don't get why you tweet. Mm, I, it's this weird thing, I think, of like with famous chaos. people where it's like, I have this opinion. The world must know it. Rather than just thinking, I have this opinion. I'm happy to just have it. I don't need to throw it out into the world. Yeah. Um. Maybe that comes with money. Maybe vagueness. Yeah. Just vague arrogance. Shouting your opinions at everyone. Listen to me. In other DC news, James, uh, Dave Batista was asked about whether he'd be joining it. And he said, oh, there's no plans yet. But he said that James Gunn is starting from scratch. So maybe everything is going. Shit. Um, anyway. We, for people who listen to these every week, you know, all one of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we do, we Mike have to himself there. hot seats. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, and we have two of, them, two of them are trailers. So we have best trailer that we've seen all year. This will run all year and we'll have an actual best trailer of the year award and a worst trailer of the year award. We also have ones to do with films, but we'll get onto them when we review the films. So, okay, at the minute, both our best trailer is um, Bo is Afraid. Bo is Afraid. Fucking hell, I always do it. It's Bo, mm-hmm. innit? Bo is Afraid. And both our worst trailer is the second trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because they're the only two we've had to pick from. Um, <laughs> does your best trailer change this week? No, I'm going to keep Bo. I'm also going to keep Bo. 
No, this is this is. I'm not sure. How's your worst trailer change this week? I feel like you could just throw all the trailers at me, and I could I'm pick one at random. I'm intrigued which one you're going to go for. I'm going to have to go for the ghost one. I'm also going for the ghost one. Um, we have a ghost. Just staggeringly bad. Yes. I think that will take some beating as the worst trailer. Because yep. if you just told me the bloke who directed Happy Death Day and Freaky is making a film with uh, David Harbour and Auntie Mackie, and I hadn't seen anything about it, I would have watched that on Netflix. Yep. And gone in quite positive. Yep. Now, if I do watch it, it's go- I'm going to be going in with such a bad mindset. Well, trailers should never put you off. No. And that has put me off, not just a little bit, but like yeah. to the point where I'm Staggering like, like, that looks. I've lost a little bit of respect for people involved. Like, to, uh, Anthony Mackie seems to be hardly in it. Bizarre. Very strange. Just really, really weird all around. We'll see how it ranks in a film. That may well be a contender for worst film. <laughs> Just based off the trailer, it's up there. Let's move on to films. Okay. We've done all the trailers. Um, so it's my turn to pick news. So I'll start with the news that I'm not all interested in. But it's... Uh, so the Michael Jackson biopic's moving forward. And uh, Jafar Jackson, Michael Jackson's nephew, has been cast as Michael Jackson. Makes sense. So yeah, like the fact that it's a family member, so it'll probably look like him. Uh, hopefully it'll sound like him. I, I imagine not as good. Otherwise, this bloke would already be famous if he <laughs> sounded like Michael Jackson. Um, but Maybe he's an MJ impersonator. Then the, we go into the problems. Okay. Uh, number one, biopics. Really boring. Music biopics at the minute. So bored of them. There's a Whitney yeah. Houston one out at the minute. They're making an Amy Winehouse one. They're obviously making a Michael Jackson one. We've had Elton John. We've had Bohemian Rhapsody. We've it had feels an like unofficial a David Bowie one. Going through the it is. It's like just... Oh, who else is? Who else is? Who else was famous in the eighties? Oh, yeah, we'll do one of them. We'll do this one. Move we'll on do to that one. one. Yeah. We'll do this one. They're all we'll the same. On. They're all dull. They never actually get into the crux of who the person actually is. It's all sugarcoated. Well, I think that's the problem. Yeah, it glosses over a lot of stuff. Whereas you want to see the nitty gritty. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, we obviously liked Weird, the Al Yankovic story, because that took the piss out of this genre entirely. So that was a very welcome surprise. Oh, and I then also, secondly, Michael Jackson, terrible bloke. Yeah. Um, very likely paedophile. Why? Why are they making a biopic about him? Uh, well, exactly. Just, I feel like just it's don't. Just, if anything, it's going to be a bit. <laughs> just don't. A bit offensive because very strange. Are they going to? Are they going to make this man look like a hero? Are they, yeah, I can't see why. The, what he dangled do his kid it. over a balcony at one point. Like, uh, make one about Chris Martin. He seems nice. Hmm. Make one about who else seems nice? James Blunt. James Blunt, great guy. Pretty sure he was in the army as well. That's what a real story. hero. Yeah. What story? Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know what they're gonna do with the Michael Jackson one. To be honest, uh, I'll be amazed there's so if there's an audience for it. I just don't. Yeah, just so much stuff went on. It's it's, so it's really it's, it's bad to gloss over all the stuff that went mm-hmm. on and just focus on the music because he was much more than just his music, but also yeah. not for good or bad reasons. Particularly yeah. Well, well, it's e- yeah. It's either gonna like you said, it's either gonna gloss over all the. All the bad stuff and just oh, paint really him as a musical hero. It's going to pretty much be a true crime yeah. documentary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're the two options. And, I mean, I'd watch the true crime documentary. Yeah, one. I'd love it if they got into the Don't nitty think his nephew would have signed up for it, like, though. Well, yeah. yeah, then it'd be quite traumatic for everyone that was affected by all the Funny if it was a true did. crime drama with Michael Jackson's soundtrack. It's just like the episode <laughs> of Always Sunny with Dennis. Just, I'm bad in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worried um, about that. Do you want to get onto your Shrek 5 news? I'm gassed for Shrek 5 news. So Eddie Murphy's been doing some press for you people, mm-hmm. uh, and he said that he wants Shrek 5. Yeah. And he's also said that he would like a donkey spin-off, <gasps> and that donkey deserved a spin-off before Puss, because donkey is funnier than Puss. He's absolutely but right. He is right about that. Donkey was too big of a character, I think, to give us a spin-off. I agree. But we all wanted the spin-off, really. I agree. No I- one wanted Puss over donkey. Well, I think the thing about Puss is he, there is an interesting story there before he meets Shrek. Yeah. That probably isn't with Donkey. Donkey will probably be now with the Dragon Babies. And I also think as a main character, Donkey might get a bit annoying. Mm. It might be like, you know, that Captain Jack thing where he's really funny in the first one because he's a supporting character. Yeah. But when he becomes the main character, you're like, oh, you are, you are doing Jared. my tits in now. Yeah, you're... I mean, I can't agree with you because it's about Donkey, but... Just be serious, you silly drunk pirate. Take, <laughs> come on, you could do this. You just concentrated. <laughs> Fucking hell. Do you want a Shrek 5, though? I'd like to see the franchise redeem itself. So yeah, and again, we covered this. Uh, our, our Shrek drinking commentary is out, and our Shrek two drinking commentary will go up the Thursday after this goes up. Yep. Um, Listen, I'm never gonna say no to more Shrek content. 
But are you not worried that another bad one just taints it even more? Do you think they would redeem it if they made a fifth one? Hmm. Potentially. I, I, in my mind, there's Shrek 1 and 2. Okay, yeah. So if they make a fifth one, it, that's fine. If it's shit, it's fine. If it's not shit, then great, I've got more Shrek. it didn't Shrek. exist as well. Right, yeah. okay, yeah, that's fair. Sometimes um, I do watch 3 and 4, and then I go back and watch 1 and 2 again. You're like, ah, this, yeah, well, this is good, yeah. Because it's still Shrek at the end of the day. Yeah, fair. And, and you that do still love brings Shrek. me joy. Um, DC have a handle on things, don't they? Yeah. It's a smooth ship over at DC. Things Plain are thing. running as smoothly. Uh, Titans and Doom Patrol have both been cancelled. <gasps> I thought they both did well. They both do very well. We and watched both very Titans popular. for a few seasons, yep. didn't we? Titans was good. Doom Patrol is supposed to be even better. Yeah. We do need to watch Doom Patrol. Yeah, um, I remember. Um, yeah, wanting to watch it. And on the list. Yep, they've both been cancelled. Why? Don't know. But that's got nothing to do with the... Well, not not nothing to do with the universe, but it's totally different to all the films. Mm-hmm. Someone said to someone tweeted James Gunn. Um, Why get rid of the only things that are doing well? Don't know. James Gunn has said it was a decision that had already been made before they came in, but I think if James Gunn said no, I want those to carry on, they carry on. And someone tweeted him that, and he replied like, "That's not how TV works." And I was like, "It probably is if you're the head of DC and you say I want to keep making this DC thing." Mm. Because even if it was like the channel who had cancelled it, maybe like the cast and stuff were ready to move on. <laughs> I doubt it. Even if, it, if it's the, the the network that have cancelled it, you could just shop it around to Netflix or, like, yeah, yeah so James Gunn yeah. said about it, the decision to end the series precedes us, but I certainly wish the best for the talented group of creators, actors, and the rest of the crew that produced both shows. And then someone tweeted him uh, a question asking, like, why, um, why, why did you allow this to happen? You should, like, put your foot... Here we go. But if you are now in charge, presumably you could have worked Doom Patrol at least into the new direction you are going. It is one of the most interesting, well done DC, sh- well done shows from DC in forever. And James Gunn replied, "That's not how TV works." Full stop. I oh. think what James Gunn is quickly realizing is he's taken on a lot with this job, and the fact that he's quite active on Twitter, yeah, and he he must just be getting bombarded with abuse and questions and every decision. And I think what's making it worse is that they're dragging out this slow oh, oh we cancelled this thing we've cancelled this thing this actor's not coming back just come out straight away and say it's a fresh reboot yeah. and then you don't have to every week something else gets cancelled and you're getting more shit do yeah. it all at once get the big shit storm out the way and then you can focus on building up some positivity yeah at the minute it's just like oh Shazam's coming out they release a dog shit trailer and then they say that two shows that people like are being cancelled it's it's just staggering it's a bad time to be a DC fan it is uh, I feel like as well I really like James Gunn, yep. but what, I feel like they just completely put him on this massive pedestal. They've given, they've given a lot. They've, they've put so much faith in him. So just let him. They've put in a lot of faith in him, and kind of the, I think the fact that he will, when he hires directors and writers, he will really kind of say, "You've got to like this is how we want it to go, but it's yours. Put your own stamp on it." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's a huge step up from just being a director to basically becoming like the head CEO. of a 10 year plan that will span however many films and TV shows and good. oh you'll be on mad money yeah mad money just yeah but I can't decide if it's like being put on a pedestal sort of thing or if <laughs> well not like I don't know not like a pedestal because I, I think he deserves to be there well it is rumoured that but it's, it's also like DC just kind of passing the book now like yeah. James Gunn's going to sort everything I out I get that yeah and that's not really fair it is rumoured that at some point in the next couple of weeks we will get his phase one or whatever they're going to call their first set of films line up. So we should get like a... And it will be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman and you'll be like, oh, I've just fucking watched all these films with some oh, another actor. God not, though. They'll do it in again. a different order. Superman's the first one. We'll be covering um, Man of Steel for a drinking commentary as well when Shazam comes out. And we'll and also be watching which. Shazam in the cinema. Two things Katie is ecstatic for. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final bit of news. And I'm going to give this to you as a, qu- as a guess. Okay. So there was a uh, poll taken. Not a poll, like kinds of ratings and viewership numbers. Uh, what do you think was the most popular superhero series of 2022? So across all the streaming networks. Could be on normal telly. It's one we've watched. So I'm not, this isn't a trick question. It should be WandaVision, but it won't be. WandaVision was the year earlier. Oh, shit. It won't be one division. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
in, Ma- in terms of Marvel, you had She-Hulk, you had Miss Marvel, you had Moon Knight. Maybe one more. Was it She-Hulk? It was not. It was The Boys. Oh, good. Which I think is deserved. I think it was good. the best of the year. Yeah, um, I think it was a poor year for Marvel with the Disney Plus stuff. Um, but again, we've reviewed that. That's in an early episode. We ranked the Hall of Phase 4. Go back and listen to that. That's a that's a good one. I'm glad it was The Boys. I think Love it's the it. right decision, 100%. Yeah, definitely. It didn't even cross my mind, to be honest, but of course. No, yeah, I was surprised yeah. when I read it as well, but it is obvious because, yeah. well, it was just the best, and it's yeah. obviously got a huge following anyway, so. Yep. Uh, unwelcome you people, or good luck to you, Leo Grand, which would you like to go with first? I'll do it. Let's do unwelcome first. Okay. Um, I'm in the minority here, having read Letterboxd and IMDb and stuff. I loved this film. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. It's it's like B-movie um crazy plot gives into like irish mythology folklore um mm. two likable main characters incredible mm. puppetry the puppets were unbelievable incredible um i mean do you want to do the plot or should i you go for it so um a youngish british couple english couple mm-hmm. english is the important word there uh newly pregnant and then they are attacked in their home uh at the sim- uh months couple of months later the 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 man's aunt dies she lived in ireland in like the countryside so they get her house and everything's lovely everything seems normal apart from they have to leave a blood sacrifice out every night so that the um the red cats who are essentially like evil leprechauns um will be satisfied enough to not come and eat them yeah. Um, and if that sounds slightly ludicrous, it is in the best possible way, is how I would describe this film. This I don't know what to think of this film still. It was absolutely bizarre. I think you have to, you have to, this is one of those films where you just have to be like, yes, I embrace this. I embrace every strange choice you make. There is a man who's a builder who insists on being called daddy and it's never really explored. I like that. That's so weird was very strange they move into the house knowing that there's a hole in the roof and they don't make any plans to have the roof sorted before they yeah, move they're in just like, they're like yeah we better get that fixed it fucking rains do we do of them have a job no idea no. never mentioned we'd never got we, we literally do not see them go to or mention work i love every it's so weird i love it that is weird as fuck <laughs> the 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 uh there's a lot of good jokes in it especially when the the red caps come into play more and we actually hear them speak silly billy <laughs> so basically you, you you go into this film thinking okay so the red caps are the baddies it's going to be like a um a monster flick like yeah you you know you've seen loads like an like an irish alien <laughs> what the fuck is this alien doing on the spaceship <laughs> <laughs> um but then it subverts that and they're actually kind of the good guys and the english couple are terrorized by a very scary irish family who uh, hate them because they're English and the yeah. English have historically like stolen land from the Irish and tried to invade and even though they've hired them to do a massive job yes uh, one of them does a big shit in the toilet and <laughs> leaves it there so they eat all the chocolate hobnobs they eat all the chocolate hobnobs which Jamie is very upset about um, one of them spies on Maya when she's like getting changed um, then tries to rape her in the forest well apparently it wasn't he didn't apparently he tried to kill her what, like Lenny from Mice and Men? I don't know who Lenny from Mice and Men is. I know who Lenny from The Simpsons is, if you could work a Lenny from The Simpsons reference in. No, no. Lenny from Mice and Men is... Best friends with Carl. Is, um... Works at the power plant with Homer. Yeah, okay, I'll stop now. I was in, I was in Moe's. Mm-hmm. No, go on, who's Lenny from Mice and Men? So Mice he's Men. like, um... They always go to these jobs on the farm and stuff, but Lenny's, um, a bit slower than everyone else. Okay. And he, like, really likes stroking the rabbits, but he'll, like, stroke the rabbits too hard and accidentally kill them. Oh, no, this guy meant to kill her. Mm. I don't know why, because she needed him the balls. I don't know why he was trying to do it first. Rape Potentially, yeah. 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 Um, I See, I don't even know how to, like, clarify my thoughts. I don't even know this, what to say on it. Because I feel like it. It I'm not selling it. The, the puppetry is unbelievable. Well, I will, yeah, the, that's a yeah. selling point. Okay, yeah. But you don't see them for a while. No, you don't, but that's like, you've got to build up some tension, aren't you? You, can't just, you couldn't just arrive there and want to be sat on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I do, I like that they used real puppets, it made it better. Yeah, they, they are, 
amazing. But the first time you saw the first puppet, I liked it. It was like, like it, the floor was a trampoline. The way it bounced along the well, floor. Yeah, because it's magic it. and weightless. But they never moved like that again. <laughs> I get what you mean. I I just I like this thing that put real puppets are coming back in. The guy who tried to yeah. make her. But like since the Mandalorian with did Baby Yoda, it's kind of happened now where they're starting to come back in to more main. Well, not this obviously wasn't isn't a massively mainstream film, but people are making the decision to go with puppets rather than CGI. Yeah. And I don't think I would have liked this film half as much if this was CGI. So, yeah, I do agree with that. It's like when you look at the later Alien films. Yeah. And the face huggers aren't actual weird little horrible no. puppets anymore. They're just CGI and the all that the scare factor's gone i think the fact that you look at it and you see that that's real you're like oh fuck that's scary yeah and these red cats aren't scary but you look at me like fuck me that's well impressive yeah yeah fabulous craftsmanship and so after the red caps have come in this may be my favorite this this moment will take some beating for me in films throughout the year go on um the red caps have just saved um the english family from the angry builder family yeah. But the husband doesn't know that the red caps are on their team. So he mm. runs outside with a pan and hits one on the head. And the red cap says, no hitty, silly Billy. Exceptional. Incredible. It's hard to find the words. But they've got like a weird little voice. It's like, no hitty, silly Billy. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. If you just want like the best, the best moment of cinema you'll see all year, watch Unwelcome. It was just... Oh. You didn't like it, did you? I can tell you didn't like it. I didn't not like it. I don't think the acting was very good. See, I did. I thought it was pretty good. Which I think put me off. Wait, who didn't you like specifically? I didn't really... I, don't, I didn't like the couple, really. I like. I thought... Uh, I didn't think they were very likeable. I don't think Maya did anything Maya to be unlikable. Maya was okay, yeah, but he and was I, well I, annoying. Well, I got why he was annoying, though, because he'd been beat up so badly, and then he was like... He was trying to do it, but he was trying to be this um, macho man to not be scared again but he just never was and even at the end he never was Yeah. which uh, spoiler alert spoilers when she eventually becomes king of the queen of the uh, red caps then that's why he's so happy because he never has to be scared again now but it's also not the responsibility of keeping them safe isn't on him anymore which is exactly what he wants yeah I I kind of liked his arc yeah and I also thought it was funny you know for example the chocolate biscuit moment yeah, he had his moments. He did. Um, oh. Scores. What you what you jumping into for scores? Out of ten, I'd give it a five. I'm gonna go eight. I don't know what it was about it for me. I just I found I didn't mind that it was so bizarre. It wasn't like offensively bad or anything. It wasn't particularly good either. It just I don't I don't know what what the, the most people's opinions that I've read, the ones who have written reviews on things, all hate it. So I am definitely in the in the minor- I definitely minority. I definitely didn't hate it. It was fine. But like, if I had a choice between watching that again or watching Megan again, I would one hundred percent watch. Oh yeah, Unwelcome. watch this again. I just felt like it was. I kind of feel like it was two different films. I the can first, like the first half and the second half. I can see what you mean, but again, I liked that because it completely shocked me how it took it veered off and it just became a thing of like this Irish family trying to trying to burn them. And I thought the first half wasn't very strong either. Okay. And the, it clawed me back in towards the end. I did originally give it a six, and I've, the more I saw about it, the more I'm like, I don't think it would deserve would a six. Would you recommend it? Mm, generally, no. I wouldn't. I, I feel like you, you know your audience well enough to know, are your friends and that well enough to know who would like this and who wouldn't, and I think... I can't think of one person I know who would like this. Okay, I can think of like maybe two or three, but yeah, I agree in... I think if I showed this to... I did like it, and I would watch it again. I might we, appreciate it more if I watched it We again. gathered all our friends in a room and made them all watch it. I think most of them would hate it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, 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 I cannot recommend it enough. I liked yeah. that it was really original. And I, I loved it. Um, let's I wanted go, to love it more. Let's go from Little Leprechauns to... We'll stay on the Irish theme. Irish male prostitutes. Leo Grand. With a, a grand old penis i imagine otherwise won't make any money would he penis for hire would not make any money no nope. so straight away tick good knob good knob <laughs> um maybe not i no, was okay. right so we hadn't i hadn't Jokes. seen a trailer 
or anything for this. We, I remember seeing the poster for this just as it was coming out of cinemas because I recognised the I'd only ever seen the poster as well, obviously yeah. obviously her, I can't even remember her name, what's she called? Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, yeah. I thought, ooh, so I like those two people. So good, in it? Yeah, I want to watch that and then it... I don't know if we've been on holiday or something. So I think missed we've it. missed it completely, yeah. Because so, I only yeah, ever saw the I poster. I didn't even see a trailer. The next time we went, it had gone. I checked on. We have um, Limitless and, yeah, couldn't go. So... We missed it. Um, this has also been nominated for four BAFTAs. Has it? Uh-huh. Uh, both uh, Emma Thompson and Daryl McCormack, who is Leo Grand, have been nominated right. for Best Leading Actress and Best Leading Actor. And it's been uh, nominated for Outstanding Debut by a British Writer, Director or Producer. Yeah, love that. And also outstanding British film of the year, and I think it will probably win a few of them. It deserves it. Um, do you want you do the plot? I did the plot for Leprechaun film, and just know Leo Grand is not a leprechaun. That would be a funny coincidence. He's if he pretty much he's the complete opposite, really. He's very tall. He is very tall, but he is Irish, so he's not a complete opposite. A complete opposite to a leprechaun would be like a tall Australian man. Why Australian? Very different accents. Opposite ends of the world. Opposite ends of the world, but I was mainly thinking about the accents. Interesting. Okay, mm. so this film <laughs> is stars Emma Thompson, mm-hmm. which is an elderly lady, probably like, would you say, late 50s, 60s? Yeah, late 50s, yeah. Retired teacher, and she's in this hotel room, and she's hired a male escort, basically. Mm-hmm. Leo Grand. And um, Leo Grand is the male escort, yeah. He must be, like, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just chatting and blah, blah. And basically she wants to do all these sexual experiences with him because her husband died and they did missionary once a week for the whole lives. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she, she's never done anything other than missionary. Yeah. And she thinks she's wasted her life. Yeah. She's essentially having like a midlife crisis. Her husband's died. She's Her kids have moved out. She doesn't really like her kids. Um, yeah, she's incredibly anxious about doing anything, but she wants to feel like pleasure and mm-hmm. enjoy having sex, but doesn't know where to get it basically yeah but she also is quite open in her vanity that she doesn't want to shag an old man yeah but yeah. then she feels kind of disgusted in herself for she only wants yeah well so yeah. She's wanting to shag a young attractive man what i most liked about this was i've seen a lot of things that are like sex positive where it's like kind of shoving it down your throat and it yeah. becomes a bit sickly and whatever it's trying to promote within that yeah this was like just authentically lovely and honest and nice and endearing Whilst also being sex Yeah, positive. incredibly sex positive. But I was never like, ah, oh, yeah, I get it. I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. It was always done. And I think, again, that's in performance, that's in the writing, that's in the direction. Because it's also filmed pretty much in the exact same just about to say, yeah. Room. There's a, like, what, 10 Three minute scene visits, at the end? And then one in a cafe, yeah. But yeah, the whole film is in the same so hotel. So it's room. all basically down to their performances, carrying it and the writing and the characters. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's only a third actor in it isn't there also right at the end yeah yeah worker in a cafe uh, yeah it yeah it's good character it's arts. really good yeah it's really surprisingly good yeah so it, they obviously it's um, quite sad as well it is sad it is sad like it's um, sad that she's lived this life and is so kind of disappointed in it and yeah exactly and yeah towards her kids but then also it's mirrored quite sadly in his life because yep. she's trying to mother him and mm-hmm. the teacher and the mother in her and he doesn't want that because he's Lied, he's lies to his mum. You later find out his his mum isn't well, isn't very proud of him, is very nice mm-hmm. about him. Yeah, so, so, so it's going quite to a sort of tough, uh, what's the word? Soft, no, I don't know what word that's what's that saying? Like, um, a soft spot. Oh, well, it's it's just a but she's prying and prying, and he's just kind of doing his job, but they're also forming more. Well, she more of a relationship than he probably she has thinks with his other they clients. are, but, but I don't think. I, don't I think, think he's he just how he is with his really. clients. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's never himself. He's always Leo Grand. His real name's like, is it Nathan? Connor. 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 Yeah. Which is kind of where the film takes a really good, interesting turn. Mm-hmm. On like, is it the second or third meeting? Third meeting. First and, meeting. Um, they have sex, and he yeah. eats a Mars bar, which yeah. made me laugh because that's unprofessional. She goes to the toilet to like spruce herself up. And he goes straight over to the minibar, helps himself to a little thing of whiskey, which he's like, fair enough, have a sip. Don't then, like, she, she comes out and he's just chewing a Mars bar. <laughs> and then she's like, ready, and he's got to go like, I try and get the Mars bar down really quick. And then she doesn't like Mars bars, so he's got to brush his teeth. <laughs> Don't eat your Mars bar, and prostitutes everywhere. If there's any prostitutes listen to this, eat your Mars bar before or after your hotel room visit. 
Yeah. Don't do it in the middle. Yeah. Unprofessional. In fact, any job, don't eat a Mars bar in the middle of your job. Circus no, performance. That's bad. That's fine. Mm. Eat the Mars bar before. Or has it got nuts in there? Maybe you shouldn't have it in the office. Doesn't have nuts in, I don't think. No. You know what? I did have nuts in. <laughs> Never Thompson. <laughs> I couldn't remember a character name. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both, that's it. She called Nancy, but they both. She, oh, used, yeah, they both have fake they both names. They both use a yeah, fake yeah, name. Yeah. So in the third meeting where it really takes a spin, she tells him that she knows who he really is and he's like oh i'm leo grander and she's used like the ip address on his yeah um, she's gone through his business account because he said he owns the company and found out his real name and she said his real name and he absolutely loses his shit like that's a complete violation of my privacy well yeah and he's absolutely right because she's kind Mm. of got a bit well she was kind of stalking him a little bit well yeah and he also says like he's been beaten up in this job and yeah like had insults hurled at him and which I imagine is very, so very common. So he's worried about his safety because the psycho old lady he's been shagging is now wants to meet him for a coffee outside of the thing, and he's thinking not for fucking grand yeah. <laughs> I get it though because like she's only ever had her husband in her life, and then she's probably incredibly lonely as well. And yeah. this is like the first authentic connection she's built up. Well, authentic, it's not authentic in though. commas, yeah. yeah. But to her, it's authentic. She thinks like, oh, I'm really getting through to him. Yeah. Maybe we could, you know, I could stop paying for this because it's skinting me. Neil Grand does not come cheap. Very naive. Um, it's also very. Um, there's like clearly a, a decision was made to, for the first three meetings where they have sex and then they both do oral sex on each other. Yeah. We don't really see anything, mm. and then for the final act when Emma Thompson has like given in to her inhibitions and she's spoken to a past student who she called a slut or something for having a short skirt and said yeah. she was wrong and that you know sex um should never make you feel like that and sex work should be included as like a part of a government care scheme and all that sort of stuff then she and then so you then you see you actually see the sex like and you see emma thompson essentially completely nude yeah and do you, do you i don't think you see his dick you know you see all his pubic hair you see a big but bush, you don't quite yeah. see his dick no but it, that was just like i thought that was a bold decision and i've like yeah, I didn't feel it was necessary, but I did think it added to the story. It was, like, empowering, I thought. Yeah, I did as at the well. first, there's that bit where she's, like, looking at herself in clothes, and she hates herself, she didn't like looking at her reflection then. And then at the yeah. end, because of, like, how far she's come, she can look at her fully naked body and be like, yeah, you know what? Look how fucking fit I am. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Any man would be lucky to get this puss. That's exactly what she says as well. That's what she says, that's, and then she looks at the camera and winks. <laughs> and then you just hear a meow in the background. <laughs> No, to be honest, I f- it kind of annoys me in the film when there's unnecessary nudity. But well, I think there's a difference, isn't there, in it being like for the well, male exactly. gaze of, oh, it's just a pair of like oiled up boobs for no reason. Yeah. Whereas that was not for the male gaze at all. That was just like an empowering moment of. Yeah, it was an empowering moment. So yeah, I, but I agree on the whole. Yeah, which is why I, I was at first I was I so think it's surprised. It's a powerful decision anyway for an actor or oh, actress yeah, to do that great. anyway. Yeah. yeah. It I shouldn't just be thrown around. I wouldn't even want to get my bum out, I don't like, think. Because then, why shouldn't you see boobs as much as you see pecs? Mm-hmm. So it's good nice. Point. Good point. Hard decision, really. It is. But it was a good film. Very good film. I um, gave it 8 out of 10. I think I gave it a 7 just because I thought the second meeting... They did love a bit in the middle. a little bit. Yeah. Just because it was a bit... It felt a bit similar to the first meeting... Yeah. Um, but then I thought the third meeting and obviously the final meeting mm. were really good. And again, this is a film where, like we said, it's 90% in one room. Yeah. So the fact that it only lulled a little bit Fabulous is acting. like crazy. It's such Isn't a compliment it? to the film and the writer and the director. Um, and I think it will do very again. well at the BAFTAs. Yeah. Um, Deservedly so. I gave it a 7. And I think I give it a 7.5. Yeah. I um, and yeah, I'd recommend it 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Don't watch it with, like, your parents. No. Or anyone you want watch. Don't watch it with your gran or your priest or, I don't know. Who your else teacher. Teacher. Um, any, anyone uncomfortable. Siblings. Yeah. An old strange neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> don't do not do that. That'd no. be a very uncomfortable. Don't invite them around at all if you've got an old strange neighbour. <laughs> Keep them in their house. <laughs> and <Nice. laughs> our last film is You People. Do you want to start us off? Because it's a Netflix film, so expectations were just, low. That is what I was going to go with. So this is Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. and he's wrote it, hasn't he? He's co-wrote it with, uh, I will get you the name. 
Eddie Murphy is in it, and so is um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld. And it was co-written with uh, Kenya Barris, who also directs it. Oh, I think he starred in it. May well be wrong. So Joan Hill plays Ezra, mm-hmm. a white Jewish boy, and he meets and falls in love with Amira, mm-hmm. who is a young black woman, mm-hmm. and it is the story of their, well, their romance growing. And yeah. They're gonna Which is very sm- plain sailing. Yeah. Before the families get involved. It's just nice yeah. and easy. They really compliment each other. Yeah, fabulous. And then, yeah, the families really don't get on. Mm-hmm. Um, to- which is where of most like of the comedy comes from. Um, yeah. Eddie Murphy is is really good in it. In a way that I've never seen Eddie Murphy before, where he's like mm. the straight man almost all the time. Like he's yeah. really um, calm and sarcastic and, you know, Wait. you don't kind of get the flamboyance that you'd expect and like the, the, the big performance. Yeah, which, it was nice to see him. Because at first I was a bit like, this is weird. Why did they cast Eddie Murphy? And then as you grow into it, you're like, oh, fuck, because he can do it, obviously. And it's Eddie yeah, Murphy. It's good. Isn't it? yeah. This film really pleasantly surprised me because I'm sorry, Netflix, but your I, films are dog shit. Your films are bad. Mm-hmm. Apart are. from Hubie Halloween again, because of your tattoo, your car tattoo. <laughs> Hubie. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was pleasantly surprised because I had really low expectations. I, they were slightly, slightly higher because it was Jonah Hill. Yep, I agree. And the the surrounding cast as well. Yeah, but Jonah Hill like was the person that I've seen him mm. in other films. And the fact that he'd written it as well was quite exciting. Yeah. So I had yeah I had it. I was expecting it to be probably. Do revenge level I expected. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. And it was Watchable. definitely better than okay. Yeah, it, it was, was enjoyable. Good. It was a good film, yeah. We did watch this in an odd way because we kept putting it on and then having to go and do things, which again is the problem with not putting your films at cinemas. Yeah. That happens. So we watched it in like three sittings. And so the first and third sitting I really enjoyed. I thought the middle lulled a the bit again. Lull. And it's I'll too long. It's like I an hour 58, say. yeah. This film and most of the films have no business being two hours long. I agree. If this was 90 minutes, I know I say it all the time and you're probably so bored of it, we should just... <laughs> record this snippet and I'll just copy it into every waffle every week. But if it was 90 minutes and they got rid of some of the lull in the middle, it'd be a really exceptional, good film because there would be no lull. It would be constantly keeping you engaged. I do agree. It would make it less of a chill watch. It would be more of a proper, like, sit, go to the movies and watch a film. In the words of Styles. Yeah. It wouldn't (laughs) just be like a shove a film when you do your ironing. Yeah, which is what every Netflix film is, essentially. Yeah. Because they now have their reputation for the films being that bad that no one sits down with a bowl of popcorn and the light's off to watch a Netflix film anymore. It just doesn't happen. Even when it's like The Grey Man or something, you still whack it on in the background when, you, when you're working from home or... Exactly. When you, I don't know, when you're doing your sit-ups and you want Ryan Gosling's face there to, to, <laughs> to urge you on. Yeah. No. And Chris Evans' moustache. And also, Red Notice is really good. We watched that seven times, didn't we? We were, we were a big part we of that becoming the most popular of film of all time. Tw- 2200 million billion views <laughs> no we were 12 of them we were 12 yeah you, that's why you got the um the the dwayne johnson tattoo ran next to hooby actually both the o's are dwayne johnson's eyes <laughs> what a good tattoo that'd be imagine the tattoo artist's face when you walked in and asked for that i would like the word hooby but both the o's also have to be dwayne johnson's eyes specifically red notice dwayne johnson because his <laughs> characters are all so distinct. Um, Hello. Yeah, on. back to you people. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I don't have loads to say about it because it was fairly... I liked the message and stuff in it. Yeah. It was obviously... It had good... Sorry. I'm just um, getting lost on the... Watching um, a fireplace on Netflix and I think it's the best thing maybe on Netflix. Good podcasting. Good podcasting. <laughs> I think it has a good message and, and then you stared at a fire for five seconds. <laughs> Not a real fire, a virtual fire. No, it did have a good message because obviously it was talking about racism and mm-hmm. discrimination and culture. Yeah. And I think some films don't do this so well. I agree completely, yeah. It's obviously difficult yeah. to do well because mm-hmm. it's such an important subject to get mm-hmm. right. And I think they did do it right. I agree, yeah. I really like, especially the the mum character, yeah. Jonah Hill's mum, really yeah. 
kind of tapped into the essence of why so many films don't do it right. Yeah, I agree. I th- yeah, I she think was she was a standout. Um, I think she was very good in it as well. Yeah, Julia she was. Louis there was Dreyfus. a line like, right near the end of the film when Amira says to her, like, you treat me like a toy. Yeah. I thought it was really like powerful and important because yeah. I think a lot of that's... Well, there's a lot There's a lot we could talk about racism in America for... Well, I don't think I could. I don't days and weeks. I and do we don't feel qualified to talk no, about No, we're not that. qualified to talk about it, but there's obviously a lot of stuff that goes on in America that's really shitty. And yeah, I think Chris that Pratt keeps getting cast in stuff for one thing. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 um, but no, it did, it did yeah. well in kind of going into enough detail about it to highlight the importance. No, but I also agree. I agree completely. And I also think what um, did wrong. performances were just good across the board. Yeah. Right, Which was is good. also something that ne- makes Netflix films bad. Yeah. Not every joke landed. There was quite a few scenes where I was like, oh, this, this, I see what you were trying to do, but that wasn't very funny. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, funny. Yeah. Very funny. Um, I'd give it a six. I'd give it a 5.5. 5. Yeah. Um, and I'd recommend it, kind of. I wouldn't recommend it as in a, like we said, I wouldn't say, like, oh, sit down and watch this. I'd say, like, yeah, whack it on. Yeah, yeah it's an easy watch. You'll zone back in. You'll, you'll get Better than most you'll... Netflix films, definitely. Yeah, 100%. And the acting's all really good. It was refreshing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it's still, Netflix aren't doing enough. Now, speaking of Chris Pratt, because I know you want to bring Chris Pratt up, this is the last thing before we go on to our uh, Hot Seat Awards. Did we seen the Cat Mario look? Oh, yeah. Where he says, meow, in an English, in, not in an English, in an American. He may as well do English, to be fair, in his own American voice. Uh, what did you think of the Cat Mario little reveal? I love Cat Mario. I did not like the meow. Mike, I want to stop talking about it, because <laughs> you're dragging down the film, and I can't take <laughs> you it. You bring Chris Pratt up. Uh, we can do you dr- bring it up. You brought him up in the Hulk drinking commentary the other day. Did I? Yeah. You, you, this is, there's not <laughs> been an episode. Our last six episodes, you've mentioned Chris Pratt right, and everyone. Well, I don't want to talk about Mario's accent. I can't wait until they announce Shrek 5, but Chris Pratt's playing Donkey. <laughs> I don't want to make jokes like that. That is a nice boulder. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god, it's Chris Pratt in my house. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, so best film. At the minute, we've both gone A Man Called Out. Oh, have any of our three today? Not off the top spot for you. Yeah, Leo Grand was better than Okay, so you've gone Leo Grand. I'm going Unwelcome. Controversial. So, yeah, it is, un- it is controversial. And it also will not end the year there. But this is why I like this. Things get their chance in the sun. Just like... A Place in the Sun. That program where Home they buy away. houses. Home and Away as well. Worst film. Um, have any of these beat Megan for you? Mm, no. No, they haven't for me either. Uh, best performance. We've both gone with Tom Hanks at the minute. Uh, I'm going to swap that for Emma Thompson. I'd probably give it to the fella. I think he was better. You're going Daryl? Yeah. Emma Thompson was fabulous as well. I particularly like the scene where he lost his shit. Yeah, he was very good. Really, really good. Worst performance. Does anything beat that boss from Megan? Mike, I don't like this category. I know you don't, but you play along. Mm. See, look, I don't like this category. Well, let me think about it. I don't want to get this category that I hate wrong. Uh, I don't think so. No. Nothing's jumping out at me. No, because the boss was so bad. I can still hear him. <laughs> I don't like this category. Now you're making jokes. <laughs> uh, strangest moment one. in a film. We both went for when Megan sang Titanium. <laughs> Do I change that for the Silly Billy moment in the best way? <laughs> I'm going to go Silly Billy. I'm going to keep Titanium, I think. But that's a good strange moment I would like to prompt. So good what's strange moment. Well, yeah, to be fair, yeah. Worst sequel tease. None of the films we watched had a sequel tease, so that has to still be Megan. Yeah. Because so far, it's the only film we've watched all year with a sequel tease. So it's doing well in that category. Most pleasant surprise, we've both gone with Otto. I'm obviously going to swap that for Unwelcome. Are you swapping it for Leo Grand? Um, no, I expect it to be good. I keep Otto. Okay. Uh, biggest disappointment, we've both gone Megan. Yes, yeah, stays there. Yep. And then we've already done our trailer ones. And that concludes another episode of Ludwald Waffle. 
the waffle maze. These will now be coming out only on Tuesdays because we don't like editing podcast episodes on Sundays. Um, <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays are waffles. Thursdays are drinking commentaries. As we said, this one is Shrek. And then after that, we will do our MCU debut with Iron Man and then Hulk. So there's a lot to look forward to here at Sweet FA, Brackets, Films and Alcohol. And as always, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. If Get you in touch. tweet us with um, your name and say that you're biggest, our biggest fan, Katie will add your name to a car tattoo. You can and go you next can to go, Chris Pratt. Yeah, you can go next but to... Oh, Chris Pratt's on there as well. You mean... Oh, he's, <laughs> is he the B? Is he in Who B as well? Or his little face is in the hole of the B? I don't understand. There's no B in Chris Pratt. There is in Who B. But there's none in Chris, so it wouldn't work. What do you work. mean? You said it was his face. Don't get it, Mike. <laughs> the letter B has a hole in it. That'd yes. be lowercase. I was imagining it's caps lock. Oh, okay. Brilliant. What a <laughs> bad way to end a podcast, but I'm leaving it in because yeah, I think it's quite funny. Right. Thanks, audience. Right. <laughs>